What is going on, everybody? This is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. So excited to have you listening today or watching if you're on the YouTube channel, watching the video. Yes, I just plugged my YouTube channel on my podcast. That's what I do. Uh, but Journey of a New Entrepreneur, so happy to have you here. We have got another awesome guest on the show. I'm not going to say his name just yet, but I'm going to brag on myself for a second. I have had some big, heavy hitters on here for you guys to listen to. And uh, I'm, I'm just saying I'm doing a pretty good job at, at bringing some excellent content to you guys. So you're welcome. You're welcome in advance. And when you see me maybe at the huge convention this year, or if you come to Disney World on vacation and we meet up, maybe you can pat me on the back or something. That'd make me feel good. But I'm super excited today because we have another titan in our industry, Pat Clark. That's right. He's here. Now, I think he even told me he hasn't done a podcast before. I'm not sure. We'll ask him that in a second. He's shaking his head no that he hasn't. But, uh, but anyway, welcome to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Once again, my name is Bobby Walker. Glad to have you here. This podcast is basically about the emotional ride of being an entrepreneur. Because a lot of people get on Facebook or they get on YouTube, really on YouTube, and you start to watch a video that you want to watch about maybe the latest Avengers movie or maybe just something that you're interested in. And you'll see a guy with an ad at the beginning talking about how he made a billion dollars shining shoes at an airport or something like that. And he's going to tell you how you can do it too. And we always look at entrepreneurs as like some glamorous thing. You didn't work hard and you got rich and all this stuff, but that's not always the case. And everyone that I know that's been very, very successful has had, uh, they had a rough go at it at one point in there. Now they don't complain about it and they don't cry about it because they had a lot of Goya. And we'll talk about that a little more here in a second too. But uh, they did what was necessary to make life what they wanted. And that's why I'm excited about Pat Clark. Pat uh, became a friend of mine. I don't know, a year and a half ago or so we met and, and a super good guy. I'm just, I'm really impressed. I'm, uh, he motivates me. He challenges me. We don't talk on the phone all the time, but I always see what he's doing online. And uh, I'm just, I'm proud to be able to call him my friend. So Pat, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Man, I'm so excited to be here, man. This is <laughs> awesome. So this is, this is my first podcast. Dude, I, just, I, can't, I can't believe that. When you told me that the other day, I was like, Pat Clark has never been on a podcast. So honestly, I've got something up on all the guys. I got something on Tommy Mello and on Josh Latimer and, you know, the Sid, Sid Graff just started a podcast. He hasn't had Pat Clark on his podcast, <laughs> but I have. So I'm so excited. Thank you for the honor, my friend. So I'm honored to be here, brother. Pat, tell us a little bit, you know, give us that little, I always say like that 90 second overview, just kind of tell us who you are as a person, things you like to do, you know, let us know a little bit about Pat Clark. Yeah. So I got four kids. Uh, my oldest is Logan. Uh, he's going to be 12 here in May, the end of May. And, um, I got Abigail, she's 11. And then I have Noah, he's six. And then I have Greta, which is five. And, um, my awesome, amazing wife that uh, keeps me motivated and keeps me in line, right? <laughs> um, we've been married for almost uh, 13 years now. Wow. And um, on Thursdays, you know me, man. I'm out there at the at the dragway racing my motorcycle or my car. That's kind of, you know, gets gets my head clear, if you will. Yeah. Uh, get out there and, and just think about the track. So, so I love that. you got a car and a motorcycle. So uh, some guys are listening right now saying you can't gloss over that. <laughs> what kind of bike you got? What kind of car you got? Sure. So uh, I got a Gixxer uh, 1000 with a built motor. I got it's on race fuel stretched, you know, got wow. the, the quick shifter and stuff like that. So gearing it in. So what I, I don't I know just a little bit about racing. I, I thought I wanted to do it back when I was poor and stupid and <laughs> had no idea what I was doing. But so how fast can this bike go in a quarter mile? So I haven't run the quarter mile, actually. I'm running in the eighth mile right now. Mm -hmm. And in the eighth mile, I can get up to like 120 in right about 6.2 seconds. Good Lord. That's crazy. Now, now what about your car? What do you got there? So I got a, it's an 04 uh, 350Z with a hundred, a little over a hundred uh, shot of nitrous on it. I run some drag radials on it, full exhaust, mm -hmm. uh, some, some add-ons there, bolt-ons and stuff. And I got it down to 7.9 um, in the eighth mile. 
Wow. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking quarter. I'm like 7.9 and a quarter. Oh my God. That's still really impressive in the eighth too. I've yet to do the quarter, but soon, soon I got to go up to Z max up in Charlotte to do the quarter mile. But you're, you're doing that all the time though, right? Like I see you on Facebook. Like, is that like a weekly thing for you? Yeah. So every Thursday night, um, they do a test and tune. So I'm out there testing and tuning and, and, you know, learning the clutch, learning the launch, that kind of stuff, you know, very Get cool. Foot down. So it's just just a ton of fun. Well, I'm jealous of you. I see you playing online, uh, you know, doing fun stuff. I see you working all the stinking time, but I also see you playing. And um, it two things happen when I see it, you know, because you'll post about this stuff. My first thing is I get mad and jealous. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that sucks. I, I can't do that yet. And and then I get inspired. And so my, my mad jealousy goes away after about a second and a half, you know, and yeah. um, my sinful pride, you know, and all that goes away. And then I uh, and I'm like, oh, my God. I've got to stay hooked up like Pat Clark. I've got to get a little Goya. And if guys have heard me say that, this is the guy that, uh, that, that introduced me to what Goya was. And every time I go through the supermarket, there's some uh, brand of food called Goya, G-O-Y-A. And I always think of Pat and I'll like snap a photo and said, send it to him. And be like, ah, it's just like you're here. But Pat, I think this is probably like the secret of your success. So let's just skip to the end of the podcast right now. What is Goya? And, and why has it made you so successful? So Goya is get off your ass. And I don't normally swear. So, you know, that means something. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it is. It's, it's get off your ass, get out there, boots mm-hmm. on the ground, yep. you know, kind of like how I did it. You know what I mean? Like for the, literally the first four years of being in business, you know, I was, I started my business when I was 20 years old, you know, uh, moved to South Carolina from New York and, uh, I had my first kid on the way and I was yeah. like, Shoot, I got to do something. You know, I was, I was working for a builder and uh, the economy was going down uh, at that time. Gas prices were going up and, you know, I ended up starting actually a mobile auto detailing company. And oh, really? I, was, I was doing like uh, prep on the houses for the builder at that time. So I actually bought <clears throat> um, a Dodge 1500 uh, pickup truck, long bed. I put a water tank in it and a pressure washer. And I actually would grab the pressure washer and pull it out of the truck. So it would gravity feed from the 275. <laughs> and I literally was washing cars. And, you know, my goal back then was I had to make 500 bucks a week because that's yeah. what I was, what I was doing, you know, with working with the builder and I was doing grading for him, but um, they ended up going out of business. And I was like, man, I got my, you know, my son's on the way. I got to do something. So literally went out there and, got business cards printed from Vista print and yep. started, you know, knocking on doors and um, going to businesses and stuff. And it was hard, man. Like literally we had $127, you know, electric bill. And I remember calling my wife and it was like at the end of the week, I want to say it was on a Friday and I was going to Lowe's man. And I couldn't find anybody to wash their house or, you know, wash their car. So I was in the Lowe's parking lot and somebody was eating lunch I'm like, oh, this is perfect. He can eat lunch, you know, in the shade. I'll wash his car and everything, right? So me, I'm like 20 years old, you know what I mean? So I go up to the car and I knock on the window and he rolls down the window. I'm like, sir, I said, I noticed you were eating lunch. And he's like, yeah. He's like, so what the heck are you doing? Like, he was like <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was like, well, sir, I could, I could wash your car right now while you eat lunch in the shade and I'll detail and everything. And it's $25 inside and out. And he like, he got real mad. He's like, what the hell? Why would I do that? I'm enjoying my lunch. Get the heck out of here. Hmm. And it was just like, I mean, he was rude. It was really yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, like I was like, man, it hit me hard because when you get, you know, told that no yep. so many times, you know, you're closer to a yes. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, you're just like, it's, it's, sh- it's like soul crushing. It doesn't and, feel like you're closer to a yes. All it feels like is just the whole world hates you and rejects you. That's what it feels like in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm like tensing up and I know, you know, I got this $127 light bill that's due at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I call my wife, man. And it's, and I'm like, I'm going to start tearing up, but I call her. I'm like, sweetie. And I'm crying. I'm like, sweetie, I, I couldn't get anybody to wash the car. I couldn't get anybody to wash their house. You're like, I don't know how we're going to pay this electric bill, but you know, if you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And God provides, man. If you're a small business owner and you're doing this and you, you're praying, God provides every time. And I don't even know, be honest with you, how that electric bill got paid. 
but it did. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it it is crazy, but it was a struggle. I mean, a lot of times I didn't know anything about business. You know, I'm 20 yeah. years old. Sure, I can you know wash a house or or clean a car and make them you know do the best that I can and get the details and you know spend the extra time. But I didn't know anything about business, right? So the first four years was really hard. I mean, we got up to, in four years, I was at $120,000. Wow, um, okay. And what, what does that mean for me, right? We're taking home like $15,000 a year, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Yep. With all the overhead and stuff. And I'm eating rice and beans in the, win- in the winter and uh, wow. not really working too much in January. And, you know, that, that's a struggle is real, right? Yeah, no, I mean, holy crap. Yeah keep going. I don't even want to interrupt. Keep going. This is good. You know, I mean, we all Mm -hmm. know, right. We're there. So, um, so I had to do something right. And I ended up going to uh, a business round table, which now are these national conventions, you know, it's crazy how this stuff has grown, but they call them business round tables. And there was one in Charleston and I, I I told my wife about it. I don't know if we got a postcard or we saw it online or or what. Right. Cause back Mm -hmm. then, I mean, still we do it. Right. We get on the internet and we're like, searching everything, how to clean yeah. this, clean that, like, you know what I mean? Trying to get some knowledge, right? Just fill our head with knowledge that we can implement into our businesses. So I found out about this business round table and I literally, man. So at this time I had two kids have an Astro van and they are ratchet strapped. Their car seats are ratchet strapped to the both of the front seats. So I'm driving, my wife's in the passenger seat, my two kids, are ratchet strapped to the now oh the ratchet straps are welded to the floor. So like it's safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's safe, okay? So um we ended up dropping our kids off um at my wife's parents' house on the way to Charleston. And so we were like, look, I can't afford the hotel. So we threw, you know, a mattress in there and we're crazy entrepreneurs. So we're like, we're gonna make it happen. We threw a mattress mm-hmm. in the back of the van. We're like, we're asleep in the van. So we ended up going to this round table and there was man, like DJ Carol, like I'm talking like, it was just so cool to like meet all these guys when they're first starting. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, all the people that were there, it was really, really inspiring to see what they're doing, you know, networking. Um, and somebody had found out that we were sleeping in the van. I don't remember how or what, but they were like, Hey man, tomorrow you can come up to my room and, you know, freshen up. And so I'm like, man, wow. you don't have to do that, but I really appreciate it. So that's what we ended up doing. And Pat, I'm going to stop you just for a second. I just want to make sure everyone's hearing this. So here you are, you started your business. I think you said you're at this point, you're like three or four years into it right, when this story is happening. And you're basically, you're, you're hustling. You've got the Goya. You just don't necessarily have a lot of the, uh, from a business standpoint, you don't have the smarts. You don't have the, the, the strategy behind it. Yes. And with that hunger, you said, you probably didn't have any money. And you said, I'm going to figure out how to get us, <laughs> get us to this convention. And you literally, you were sleeping in your car. So you could go to this thing and learn how to have some success. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, Pat, I'm just going to give you a virtual fist bump real quick right here on camera. Um, this, this is the best story I've heard. This is the best story I've heard. Cause I know I can, I know the end, I know the ending, you know, which not that you've, you're done, but I know where you are today, but wow. Uh, not only this just my mind is just going crazy right now not only is that such a hugely impressive story just the fact that you did that let's say you did that and you freaking failed and didn't do any better you still did it and then i'm sitting here and like i'm crying today because i didn't sell enough uh to keep my guys busy enough and i'm sitting in a house that i love the electric's on you know, I'm drinking a diet Coke and, you know, doing some things. And a lot of people want to cry about, you don't understand my market's different. You know, you just can't, can't make it here and this and that. And this dude's ratchet strapping his kids in the front seat of a van, driving to a thing that he doesn't have money to get to sleeping in the stinking van. Ah, I'm, I'm okay. Carry on. So, so you've met, you met a good Samaritan that's letting you come up, freshen up in the room Go on with the story, man. So, you know, that, that next day at the convention, we, you know, we were there and there was this guy in front of us. Right. And he's like, I, I spray this stuff on the roof and, 
you know, it disappeared. And within four hours, it walked away with a thousand dollar check. And this is back when I'm doing $200 house washes. You know what I mean? I'm like, me and my wife look at each other and we're like, no freaking way. <laughs> that's mine. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah. So he's talking about this roof cleaning. And I'm like, there's no way. Right. So then it's like light bulb. Right. So then I start researching roof cleaning. And so that's when roof, you know, roof cleaning was born for me. Yep. Um, so then I started, you know, came away from that convention with a lot of nuggets. I mean, my brain was swollen. Like me and my wife were like, okay, what are we doing? What's the game plan? How are we going to go? Right. So, and this was 2008. Hmm. That's okay. it was. So four yeah. years in. Okay. Yep. So, or two years in from 2006 to eight. Two oh years yeah. Six to eight. Yeah. Two years. I'm yep. sorry. So two years in. Right. And so we started adding roof cleaning and at, at this time and point, I had a trailer. I had bought a used um, hot water unit. And um, I was literally, man, I, I lived in an apartment complex at this time. And my um, vehicle was in the RV parking. And my office was in my walk-in closet. So, like, people are like, Pat, what are you talking about? You came out of the closet. And <laughs> I, did. I literally came out of the closet and got an office, right? That's awesome. So, but it was like, I, I had to do what I had to do. So when I woke up, like when I turned, my goals were on my wall. Yeah. You know, I had like an hourglass and I would fill in the bubbles and I put $400 for every bubble. And I would fill in, if I had $200 that day, I would halfway fill in that bubble. Mm-hmm. And I started like kind of getting strategic a little bit, not yeah. nothing like now, you know, like because yeah. we know a lot more systems. But at this point in game, I'm like, okay, I need to start planning a little bit, right? So I literally was putting all my things in a, in a calendar book, those little calendar books. Mm-hmm. I have like, I don't know, four, I guess four or five of them. And I would write in the job and I'll write in the total of Mrs. Smith and her address. And that's how I was scheduling jobs. I wasn't using CRM. I wasn't doing any of that. All that, all those contacts when I first started were gone. I didn't have email addresses. I didn't, you know, have the, the right phone numbers at times, you know, cause we're in the truck writing them down. So at that time, you know, I, I started adding roof cleaning. We started getting a little bit more traction. Then fast forward to 2010, right? And this was like the turning point for me because we were stuck at like 120 or $125,000. And I, I couldn't get over that hump. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was doing all the work, you know, um, I did have a helper and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're, we're putting the magnets on or not the magnets the the decals on our van ourselves out in front of the apartment complex and it's funny because my my uh sales director lived downstairs in the apartment Mm -hmm. 13 years ago he's not my director yeah did you know each other back then we did yeah we were really good friends and he like he has the stories he was there when we were starting we were putting the decals out in the parking lot he saw from when we first started to where we are now so it's really cool to bring him on and and he can share the story as well Mm-hmm. So, uh, in 2010, I went to another convention and reason being was, you know, I was going to throw in the towel. I mean, my brother-in-law was, uh, uh, an engineer for the railroad, North Fork Southern. And in South Carolina, they opened up, uh, a bridge division and it was like $23 an hour starting plus benefits and, you know, all that stuff. And at that time I'm like, and we were going into the winter. I'm like, we need to do this. Yeah. Like, it's not really working out. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It was, I mean, it has its awesome moments. You know, I'm spending a lot of time with the family when I'm not working. Yeah. But then when I'm working, I'm, I'm hustling, I'm getting it done. I'm not coming home until seven o'clock at night because yep. I know the bills got to get done. And it was hard. Like I remember my wife, you know, we couldn't afford a vacuum and there was things like as an entrepreneur and their wife, their spouse, like that we are building a business, but sometimes we don't even think about the home stuff. Yeah. You know, and the struggles that she had to go through, you know, as I was growing and, and literally kicking me out of bed sometimes and like, Pat, we got to do this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just the mental struggle of, I got to get out there and make money this week or we're going to be out on our butts. Yeah. You know? And so it, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do know. I got it. <laughs> it is hard. Holy yeah. cow. I mean, you got to have the Goya, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we, you know, 
it was a lot of struggle. And in that winter, those winter months, it was like, I had to have a, I had to come to Jesus moment. And it was like, all right, I'm getting my resume ready. I'm going to go apply to the railroad. And, you know, my brother-in-law's there. He can give me a good reference, but it was one of those things. I'm like, I, I think this is the way to go. You know, I'm praying about it. Well, come to find out, I kept getting these plaques and my mom gave me one. It was a coaster and it was the Winston Churchill quote, never, 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 never give up. Hmm. And I kept getting these. Then I talked to my brother, my foster brother. Um, and he was like, no, man, I've, I've heard of so many businesses that they're, they're right when they're about to give up. That's when it gets good. Yeah. And to hang in there, you know, stick it out. Never, never give up. And he told me, and then I was like, came home one evening and we're eating dinner at the table. I'm like, I'm like, Sheila, I'm like, I keep getting these things. Never, never give up. Winston Churchill, I know we're about to put in my resume, but I keep, someone's telling me to stick it out. Yeah. And she's like, no way. I'm getting the same stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> that's crazy. goosebumps, like yeah. goosebumps, like, oh my word. Okay. Now what? Like, now what do we do? You know what I mean? And it was another convention that was coming up and AC Lockyer was going to be there. And everybody was like, AC Lockyer, you know, he's done $4.5 million out of Florida and yeah. you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, okay, let's, let's see what this is about. And I'm always the guy that stands on the outside and lets everything kind of roll out. And then when the smoke dies down, then I come in, mm-hmm. you know, I like to not overanalyze, but I like to kind of, not be the first guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and learn the hard way. So, um, I met AC at the, at the, uh, I think it was, it might've been, I think it was in Florida. It was Mm -hmm. a Florida event and AC was there and man, I introduced me. I got a picture with him. You know, everybody was getting pictures and stuff. And, uh, he rolled out that he was going to do business coaching and it was like probizguy.com or something. Right. And, Mm -hmm. I literally was like, I talked to my wife. I'm like, we need to do this. Like if he's got systems, we don't have any systems. I don't know how to run a business. I can go make a house clean and stuff like that and make a customer happy. But I don't know anything about business, how to scale. You know, if we're going to do this, we need to be all in. So we ended up talking to him and, and, you know, kind of playing it out. Well, we were actually uh, like the fourth, I think we're the third or the fourth guy that he coached. So it was the first out of the four, right? Yeah. And so he comes out, he flies out, and I'm in the Astro van. The kids, you know, <laughs> ratchet strap, right? <laughs> so he ended up, and, and it's funny because we talk about this story too, and he, like, looked me up. And I'm literally, I have, at this at this moment, I have a, uh, a box truck that I was doing mold remediation out of. Then I had the soft washing truck, which is my, my first Dodge 1500 pickup. That has Bondo down the side, but it says pressure washing really big on this on the bed. Yeah. And then I had a trailer. So I had it all lined out in front of the garages in between the apartment buildings. So it looks legit. Like that's the company picture, right? Because mm-hmm. you gotta fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. So I got that picture on my website. So he's like, all right, like a legit business, like, all right, we got something to work with, right? <laughs> Well, needless to say, he didn't know what he was Little did he know. (laughs) (laughs) So he, you know, we pick him up from the airport and uh, he opens up the door of the van. I'm in the driver's seat. My two kids are ratchet strapped to the floor. My wife is sitting on a five gallon bucket in the back of the van. He gets in and he was like, and you know, I help him. I I teach for him right down in Florida Mm -hmm. now. Yep. And uh, he goes, he goes, Pat, what? do you remember what you said to me when I, you picked me up from the, from the uh, airport? And I was like, man, I don't remember. That was a couple of years ago. He's like, well, he's like, he looked at me dead in the eyes. He goes, you turned to me and you said, AC, this is my last $4,000. Where do we go from here? Wow. And it was intense, man. Because it was, it was my last legitimate $4,000. I hired him in December, knowing that January, we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't work. Um, and February's rough. You know, yeah. we're, we're in South Carolina, but it's still, it's cold. You know what I mean? My trucks are outside. I don't have a warehouse right now. It's, mm-hmm. you know, unfreezing the pumps in the morning. Let's go do a, a house and maybe get done before it gets cold again. Yeah. And man, he was such a blessing 
because he helped me put systems in my business. And that January, going from like maybe making $3,000 in that whole month to literally handing out what he calls rock and flyers, rock flyers Mm -hmm. on driveways. I went from that January doing $15,000 that month. Wow. He literally gave me the systems. That's got to be like one of the best months you'd ever had. I mean, if you'd been doing like 120K, yeah, holy cow. It was, it was huge. I mean, literally he said, this is what you need to do. And I did it, man. Like I took it. I said, all on a whim, man. I went out and I literally was cutting the flyers. I had a whole, I have pictures of me breaking the cutters. Like that's how many flyers I literally, you know how many I do now. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I was doing like a thousand to 1500 by myself, just me cutting them at nighttime, going out the paper route is what I called it. Five, five o'clock in the morning, throwing flyers, put them in driveways, getting calls, doing the quotes. You know what I mean? Um, and just get, having the Goya, like going out and just doing it, you know, wholeheartedly, all right, I got to make things happen. Yeah. So we ended up doing $15,000 that month and we were like jumping up and down. You know what I mean? Like, wow. We're like, all right, <laughs> we're on to something, right? Yeah. So as we started going now, we're getting a lot of complaints though on these flyers. They were in bags. They were getting wet in the bags. You know, you had the rock in there. And mm-hmm. so we had, we actually have a letter. My wife wrote to AC that it was like a nasty gram almost, right? <laughs> it was like, AC, this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. So um, he ended up coming back out and looking at our tickets. And he was like, flyer, flyer, truck sighting, flyer, flyer. He's like, I thought you said they weren't working. Mm-hmm. I wasn't tracking. I wasn't doing the system. I wasn't filling. Yeah. I, wasn't, I was doing a little bit of it. And I was getting some, some momentum. But you, but you were feeling some pain from the complaints and stuff like that. And that made yes. in your mind, you were thinking this sucks when in reality it was yep. the like lifeblood I'm assuming of it. Right. Exactly. But at that moment, I'm in it. I'm like, dude, my wife's answering the phones at this time. I'm answering the phone sometimes. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is not good. We're getting a bad name for our company. Oh my mm-hmm. word. You know what I mean? I'm like pulling out my hair. So I was like, I was going to stop flyering. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and then AC came back out and he was like, no, I mean, you just got to keep doing it. Keep doing it. You know, look, it's working. And yeah. then we started really fine tuning it. And then throughout, you know, I don't want to go too far ahead, but you know what I mean? Throughout, we, we had to critique things yeah. uh, from the area and really dial it in. But the tracking man, knowing your numbers uh, for me, like knowing what my close ratio was, my ROI, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, where was my marketing dollars going? Because when you first start off, everybody and their grandma's like, Hey, buy a magazine, put a billboard up, do radio, <laughs> yeah. like start, you know, everything under the sun. And I'm like, Whoa, hold on, hold on. You know, I don't have any money. Yeah. How, 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 how do you want me to do this? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I found what was working, but for a really low cost that mm-hmm. I can do that. I can get my boots on the ground that I can do. Yep. Right. That's, uh, replicatable. Mm-hmm. So anybody can do it. You know, that's how we started, Pat. We, um, now I didn't do like the, the rocks and bags. We actually did it a less efficient way. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, I did what I knew to do, which was just, uh, pass out flyers. You know, we, so we did the exact same thing. We just did a slightly different method, but, uh, yeah. we built now we didn't do it in our first month, but, uh, I'm, Nobody shoot me if I'm wrong in my timeline because I'm sure if you go watch some old videos, <laughs> I'm a month or two off or something. But uh, there, around our fifth month in business, uh, Josh Latimer just slapped me and was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Get you need to all you need to do is pass out flyers." And uh, I think it was yeah. two months. So he said that to me like at the end of June. I think August we had a seventeen thousand dollar month, and okay. um, September we had a twenty. You know, and all it was is passing out flyers, cleaning stuff, running to the bank, cash the checks, passing out flyers, cleaning stuff. And that's all we did. You know, so yep. I, as you're telling the story, man, uh, honestly, I want to end this podcast recording right now because you just, I, I just want to like go do some stuff in my company right now. I just want to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to end it. This is too good. But Pat, this is good stuff, man. So tell us kind of, 
I don't even know where, where you want to go from here. So uh, just keep yeah. talking. I, I don't want to ruin this thing. Keep talking. You know, I know a lot of you. Know, I love what you're doing. You know, journey of a new entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that are realizing, look, I'm going to get out there and make something of myself. I'm going to do something for myself, you know, and I don't care who you are. You can do it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you kind of know my story. I grew up in the largest trailer park in New York <laughs> and I let my dad was never in the picture. My mom had a mental illness. I basically watched over her, you know, it was me, my mom, my grandma, and you know, my grandma had passed away and it was just me and my mom. And she would go, she, you know, what, you know, love my mom. Um, but she would go down and get in trouble and I would have to get her out. And, you know, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't really go, I guess, hang out with my friends or something, you know, cause I would be always be watching over my mom. Right. Yep. And the older kids would like pick on me, you know what I mean? And we got my, my daughters in here. Look, Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, go in the kitchen. You can have it. <laughs> she wants my omelet. She made oh. it uh, she a little bit, so that's that's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, but like, I just want to encourage people. You know, it doesn't matter your background. You know, I went into foster care. Like, I, I, you know, I went to Dover High School, and um. They said I had a 50, I was like a 54 IQ, which is like borderline mentally retarded. I was in special ed. Wow. Like, I, to this day, I, I have trouble. I wouldn't say trouble. Well, yeah, trouble reading. You know, mm-hmm. my spelling's garbage. Um, but. Wow. It's just but God can. You, know, you don't have a problem with Goya, though. I don't know that, you know, when you live in a trailer park and you got to trade your pants for shoes and you're <laughs> mowing the lawns for money and you're employing your friends. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? That's where the wow. boy came from. So I, I have the work ethic, you know what I mean? Like to get yeah. out, and get it. And like, it's not going to be handed to you. You got to go out there and you got to get it. <laughs> and it's like Josh Latimer says, look, God created the birds and the food, but he doesn't put the food in the nest. Not in the nest. Yeah. No, right? uh, that's. Go get it. You know, I actually, I was talking to Josh the other day and we were just talking about, uh, it was actually on his podcast, but we were talking about, um, people that say, you know, they're working so hard and you, and they always do the, you just can't do it. You know, you don't understand it's different where I'm at. It's harder here. And, um, the, the, the thing is, is people aren't willing to do the things that hurt and, it's just like your this flyer thing that you were doing. Now, I'm pretty positive you probably got more hate for your method than I did for mine, but I got a lot of hate for my method too. You know, like, you know, just passing them out. We'd get the cops called on us almost every weekend when we were doing it. Um, you know, pe- I had a dude, I just wasn't on site when it happened. Probably good that I wasn't. Some grown man get, get in the face of my uh, 15-year-old son, yelling at him, you know, when we're, when they were passing out flyers in a different neighborhood than me, you know, just all of this stuff. And like my wife, you know, when we started getting so busy cleaning Mm -hmm. my wife, uh, I was like, babe, if we want to keep this going, I need you to help me pass out flyers because I've got to be cleaning on the weekend. And she, (laughs) your daughter's adorable. (laughs) For those of you watching that are listening to the audio, his little girl, she, she, her head's down low and she just kind of (laughs) <laughs> raises, up, raises up into the frame with wide eyes. Um, but, um, but I, my wife had to do it on the weekends and she would take some kids out, you know, like high schoolers that were my, my children's friends to help us pass out flyers. And on Friday night before bedtime, my wife would like, she would get up and she'd like kind of like be running in place and just, I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just, it was anxiety. You know, she was just like, she couldn't deal with it. She hated dealing with this. She would, she'd cry almost every weekend when we do it because of that hate that she would get. And what you were just saying, Pat is like, it's so near and dear to me too, because man, I've not arrived. You know, it's like, I'm not driving around in, in my dream car and I'm, I'm living in a rental home right now. I'm not buying my house yet. You know, like I have a bunch of like financial goals I need to achieve, but, but man, I'm living the life I want to live though, you know? And, and I was just talking to Caleb again this morning. We talk about this quite a bit, but it's like, we've went through the fire on this. Now your story 
it's like fire times 10 compared to mine, but, but we went through the fire and every time I talk to people that, that have succeeded and I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm on the, I've won in life already and I'm on that path to business success. So, but you know, my own example and people like you and, and all these other people that I've had the honor to talk with, they all have stories that, that involve, you know, the nasty calls, the wanting to quit. Uh, I know multiple people, three that I can think of that have a story of their head on their wife's lap while they're crying saying, I can't do this anymore. These things are real, you know, and the reason if you're listening two two things, one, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But two, if you're, if you've been trying and you're not, it's just probably because you're just not willing to, to do the things that hurt. You're, you're willing to try to get the perfect AdWord campaign going. You're, you know, you're trying to make your website extra pretty, but you're not doing the thing that's going to make you money tomorrow. And it's going to hurt physically. It's going to hurt your, your ankles and your knees. If you're a little overweight, like I am, it's, it's going to hurt emotionally. It's going to feel hopeless. I remember in a, in a previous career, and I don't want to get too sidetracked, but at the beginning of this episode, you you were talking about uh, when you get uh, the guy that was real mean to you when you wanted to wash his car while he was eating lunch. Mm-hmm. And I remember, Pat, I, uh, I was in the security industry selling security systems, and we weren't a door-knocking company, but I didn't have any work going, and I'm 100% commissioned, so I said, I'm going to go door-knocking. It was probably like 11 o'clock noon or so you know that day i said i'm gonna door knock until it's dark and i'm not gonna stop because i've always stopped before i should have and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and i knocked on probably about eight ish doors and mm-hmm. the first one was you know that the answered was like the eighth one so the very first person that answered i uh, knocked on a door and i was had some terrible sales pitch hey i want to talk to you about security and she wasn't even mean she just looked at me with like a it was just like a, a pity look, like I pity you. And she just kind of smirked, shook her head no. She didn't even say anything, shut the door. And it was so discouraging to me. I went home immediately. I got my car, went home, and I went to sleep just to try to, like took a nap just to get away from my sure. crushed feelings, you know. Yeah. And But the thing is, I, I wasn't ultra successful doing that because I wasn't willing to deal with the pain. So I don't... Uh, I know exactly what you mean. And yeah. like sometimes they even think of it like, like we taking it personally, right? As a mm-hmm. homeowner, they think of it as a company, right? Yeah. So they're kind of like yelling at the company. Mm-hmm. You got to get like, my business coach said, look, my income depends on how many people I can manage, but it also comes with thick skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we take it so personal because it's our baby, it's our company, but we got to let it roll off because they're thinking of it as a big company, right? They mm-hmm. don't know. It's just you or me. They see the brand. They see, you know, the, the shirts and everything. Yep. But we got to let, we got to have thicker skin because if we're not making people upset, we're not advertising. Not I mean, enough. Facts. Not enough. I mean, yeah. look, people have bad days. They get a flyer in the driveway and they have a bad day and they're going to call you and vent. You know what I mean? Whatever it may be, we just got to have that thicker skin and push forward that eighth door. You know what I mean? It's always the next one, right? (laughs) When you want to stop the next one, that's going to say yes. Yeah. You know, but you're winning, man. Like you're crushing it. You know what I mean? Those are wins. Yeah. No. Well, that's the thing is I, this time around in life, I've been willing to do it. I've been willing to deal with the pain. And, And I'll tell you probably the hardest thing was like for me in this one is my wife feeling the pain. Like when she was, cause she had a job, you know, she had her job during the week and then she was helping on the weekends. And I, man, I felt, uh, I felt like a terrible husband just thinking, why am I, why am I putting my wife through this? But what I kept saying to myself was remember your why, because it was our why it wasn't just mine. It was hers too. And I was like, okay, we got to remember. And we would have that conversation. We'd have it every Friday night. And then we would have it on Saturday mornings. And then she'd call me, you know, a few hours into it. And we'd be like, why are we doing this? And we always say fruity drink on the beach, you know, as kind of the icon of like, you know, this is why we're doing it. So we can do the things that we want in life. And um, we, uh, but we, we've got to be able to not, not just do things that hurt, but, but put off that, that, um, 
put off that gratification right now, you know, to, to a later date so we can get there. And, and like you, uh, if I'm a betting man, you, maybe you've been racing the whole time. Maybe you were going to the drags, but I, I bet you, you didn't have uh, any vehicles nearly as cool or nice as you have now. You know, you, you, you didn't just give yourself everything you wanted back in 2006 because you, you just, just didn't have it. But, but now today you're doing it all the damn time, you know? So it's awesome. I actually lived right by the dragway literally for three and a half years. And I never went, I never went. I didn't even like, we we went one time on our four wheeler, like through the trails, you know, it was like, no way. That's the coolest thing ever. I never (laughs) pictured man that I would be there like with a nice car, like running it never. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what you don't know, you know, I don't know. I always dreamed of doing it. And, you know, my brother, my foster brother, they had nice cars and I was always driving the Chevy Cavalier and pretending I was bad, <laughs> you know? So, so tell us about, tell us about what you're doing now, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about the company. Like what uh, you, you're doing, uh, you know, what I think it was still four years in, you're doing like 120 K ish or something like that. Right. That's yep. around the time you met AC. Um, yep. So here we are last year, uh, which is roughly what ten years into it or so, it, give give or take. It was eight years. Eight, eight years. Two thousand ten to two thousand eighteen. Ten years into it. So what did you do last year? So last year we actually we we ended up doing almost one point three million. <laughs> one point three million dollars spraying water on people's houses. That's right. Spraying a little bleach. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So, so it's easy now, right? Now that you got there, life is easy. You're not working hard. You're oh, just yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I'm sitting on the beach and yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, that's so, so tell us about your life now. So now, you know, like you're setting in a place today where like most people, when they first start out, when I first started my business and, and you start kind of looking at stuff, everyone's like, man, if I can get to where Pat is right now, that, that would be amazing. Tell us about it. What's, what's it like being what, where you are? Uh, has it changed? Has your vision and your focus changed? Are you more driven, less driven? Uh, are you happier than you thought you would be? Less happy than you thought you would be? Is it harder, easier? You know, fill us wow, in. That's a, that's a lot right there. That's a yeah. lot. <laughs> but no, it's – so there's times like I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, stressed out because I, I created this beast. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now I have more mouths to feed. You know, there's a lot more at stake, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a new set of struggles, a new st- a set of learning, if you will. I'm learning every day. You know what I mean? We're in the leadership role right now, if you will, like mm-hmm. teaching directors, because the goal is to, you know, have more time with our family, have more time home, travel, you know. Um, but right now it's like, I need to work. I need to put it in now. I'm young, right? Put the time in now, train people. So I have a financial director. I have a sales director. I have an office manager. I have an operations director, you know? And so now it's teaching them and pulling everything out of my head and teaching them to run the company Hmm. for me. So it's like you go, you know, you get your first employee. You're like, all right, I get to train him, you know? And and then you get the second crew and then you get your office manager. And now you're training the office manager. Then you get a territory manager, Mm -hmm. you know, and, now you're training sales. So now you got to get the sales process ironed out. So it's like each plateau because, you know, there's plateaus in business, right? And so that 125 was my first plateau. Then my next plateau, because we ended up doubling our business with just that flyering mm-hmm. um, aspect of it. We ended up doubling our business. Um, I remember getting um, a call for our first commercial uh, project. Right. And a lot of people were like, no, you can't handle it. I was like, no, we're going to do this to buy my (laughs) wife a new van and get her out of the Astro van. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then you end up doing it and then you learn and you, you take your wins and you got to replicate your wins. Why did I close that deal? Was I wearing a button up shirt? You know, was I, did I have a breathman in with that? You know, what was it? Right. And then replicate your wins. How did I get that project? You know, Mm -hmm. what did you do right on the project? What did you do wrong on the project? How are you going to make the next customer even more happy? Right. And we learn this stuff. Like as we wash a house, 
you know, whether you know it or not, you know, the customer comes out and said, oh, you missed this area. Why didn't you get behind the gutter? Well, guess what? You're going to do the next job. Yeah. Yeah. That, do those job. things right there. Yeah. So same thing with business, right? With systems and stuff. Where did we win? Where did we fail? Where did we not connect the dots? Mm-hmm. Right. How does your customer go throughout your whole company? These are things I never thought about before until I started putting systems in place and growing and scaling and then failing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of failing. I'm not perfect yeah. <laughs> by well, no means. Uh, the, the, that's probably the best teacher. It, it's it's your least favorite one. It's the least fun thing to do, but you tend to learn the lesson a lot quicker uh, with failure. And again, I don't know anyone that's had a great deal of success that didn't have a great deal of failure along the way. I mean, that's that's another, well, maybe I've already brought that up, but that's a very common denominator amongst everyone that's had success is they, they failed and they didn't quit. You know, they, someone told them never, never, never give up right before they were ready to quit, which uh, again, such a great story. So, so where's most of your time spent then today? So are you, you're not out cleaning stuff anymore. I'm assuming, are you out running sales appointments or are you just training your directors? Who's then taking care of all of your people that are out in the field selling and all that? Yep. So I'm doing a little bit last year, not so much. I, I was, you know, not doing as much as I am this year. This year, because I have a new sales director, you know, I'm teaching him. But he's, I mean, he is rocking it, man. I'm not mm-hmm. doing sales. We have, I think we have seven territory managers right now. Wow. Which is like epic. That's a, yeah, that's big. That's that big. How many trucks are you running right now? Is that is that a bad question to ask? Is that like in Texas when you say, how many cattle do you own? Is that? <laughs> no, no, we're, you know, we're super blessed. Like this year, I know for a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses, like they're crushing it this year. We are, we are so busy. This is the busiest we've ever been, but we're running uh, six trucks. I have one down in the shop right now. I literally just bought another one. So like we have three crews and I'm subbing another crew out to help us with the overflow at mm-hmm. a town right now down in Mobile, Alabama, while mm-hmm. I have uh, two to three residential crews running back here. Plus we're like getting a satellite branch up and going. So there's a lot of moving pieces right now. Yeah. So I'm like doing kind of a little bit of everything. I'm training new crews that way. Um, Cause we have the training process, you know, with videos and getting them onboarded and stuff like that. Yep. But I literally want to train my operations manager the way I need it to run. Because mm-hmm. everything on the, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's on us. It's all on you. Yeah, it's all, it's on, all me. on me. So like that hits you, that hits you kind of hard mm-hmm. because if they're not doing what they're supposed to on the field, you know, it's on me ultimately because I didn't train them right. I didn't give them the, the tools to build a bigger, better house, you know. So I'm out kind of doing all aspects right now. Like I was out uh, two days or three days this week out with a brand new crew, showing them, teaching them. Um, and then he's going to be out with my operations manager Thursday and Friday. Okay. So my sales is kind of where, where it's, it's going good. Um, my, my sales director is picking up on things very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, doing an outstanding job. So I'm not really needed there too much, except for commercial, larger commercial jobs. Um, so I really feel when I feel like it's running smooth and we don't have a lot of hiccups, I can pull away. Yeah. But I want to go through each department right now and iron out all the kinks as best I can. I love that. I'm positive. You've read the book, The E-Myth, I'm assuming. Oh, man. Game changer. And there's, he talks about, I hope I'm using this, saying this word correctly. He talks about people incorrectly delegate by, is it abdication, I think is the, the term, abdication. But basically what he mean, what he's saying for the listeners out there is, um, I forget the author uh, off the top of my head right now, uh, but uh, but what he's saying is that people will hire someone, you know, an ops manager. It doesn't matter any position, and then they say, "Go do this." Here's your responsibilities. Go do them, and that's the extent of the delegation. And what happens is maybe they'll do good. Maybe you hired a perfect person that's, that's going to do it. But at the end of the day, there's no scale potential there because um, you weren't on top of it. You didn't establish what these systems were, what these processes, what these expectations were. And you basically, you put them in place, you turned around, went and did your thing. Maybe you started fishing too much during the week or whatever it may have been. And things eventually kind of fall apart on you 
And that's what I love about what you're talking about. Cause that's kind of how I see myself as we grow. Cause I, I don't have any managers yet. You know, I've got technicians, I've got an office, an office manager, but as a title, she doesn't like manage people, you know? Um, and, um, and then I run all sales, but, um, when the time comes, like my goal is to, to make myself not the focus of the business, but I do plan on getting in there and letting my DNA be in the, the foundation of each of those yeah. departments and positions and stuff like that. So that's, that's cool hearing you say that because that's been kind of my, my strategy and plan as well. I'm just not quite there. Yep. So, so part of talent LMS and stuff like that now where, oh, yeah. really, you know, you, everybody's got an iPhone. You, you just take a video and you systematize it. Mm-hmm. So you do it now once and then it, it's going to last a long time. So like when we onboard people, we have 10 hours of videos that they just watch to get the head knowledge. Then they go out into the field and then a lot of, you know, technicians, right? They're, they're visual or they're hands-on learners. So the videos are good to a point, but they really need to know the, the nooks and crannies, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot, you know, that I need to just offload on my brain to them. So it's the beginning stages that are really critical, if you will, right? Putting that foundation, like you're saying, so they can grow and they'll learn, you know what I mean, as, as they go. So, Pat, you were telling me something that I didn't know uh, before we started recording here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, you actually started a, I think to say start a business is actually understating it, uh, but you started a business for the sake of your kids. Um, yes. And in that, it like involves manufacturing and coming up with, with a, an actual product and everything. Uh, and you said you did it, you know, you homeschool your kids and you said you did it cause you want them to get that, um, uh, entrepreneurial experience. So your kids, I guess, to some extent help you run this business. Tell us about that a little bit. I mean, just, yeah. So my, me and my wife were always talking about like doing like a home-based business mm-hmm. that we can get the kids involved. Cause you know, I got my three-year-old son spraying an eight gallon a minute machine, but he's doing circles because the pressure's high. So that didn't work out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Made for a great video though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we were like, how can we get the kids involved? And, you know, I always had, you know, I do training camps and stuff like that at, at my location here at Duncan. And, mm. you know, uh, people were asking me, what are you using for gutter cleaning? And so we come up with this product called gutter butter and it takes oxidation off like butter because they mm-hmm. used to call me Butterfingers in school while I was playing basketball, right? Or football. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of butter we're talking about now. So yeah, That's right, yeah. So gutter butter, though, cuts through the oxidation, and it's for whitening the gutters. So my kids actually bang the tops on the, late, on the, the five-gallon buckets. My older kids pump it into the buckets, um, and my younger ones put the labels on. So it basically all, every, all the proceeds go to my kids, right? So we have four... Um, accounts for all my kids and my wife basically runs that um, side of it she does all the stuff for me and my daughter or her and my daughter do like the shipping the labels and that kind of stuff wow. and it's really cool to see them work because they get paid for the buckets but then they get um uh distribute or distribute wow i can't say it. distributions distributions yeah, yeah. Thank so they get distribution so then it's like okay you know we tithe first now we're mm-hmm. teaching them how to spend their money you know what i mean they, they save this much and you have this much spending money. So then they can go out and like my older son's doing a garden. So he's buying his own seeds to do a garden. So we're having garden That's wars cool. at home and, you know, it opens up opportunity for them, but I want them to be able to see that and also have that money um, for like college, if they want to go to college or if they want to start a business or, you know, whatever um, they have that. So it all, it's all for them and they get to see it all and, you know, and grow it and watch it grow. And, you know, my older son, Logan, he's such a little sales guy, right? He's like, have you tried butter butter yet? When he goes to the conventions. Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Pat, I'm going to say you're, uh, you're, you're a badass businessman, but, uh, but a better dad. And that's very impressive. And, and I know that uh, the dad thing is a much better compliment to you than, than the business side as well. So props to you yes. for that. Well, but, I appreciate that, man. Before we get off here, I want you to spend another minute or two talking about, because um, I know you do a thing called Sales Boost. And it's basically, well, you know what? Don't let me describe it. What, what is Sales Boost? Yeah. So, like, you know, we, we, we started it for my sales team, right? But I wanted to open it up, 
to new contractors, you know, learning sales because sales is the hardest thing. That's the engine that runs the beast, mm-hmm. right? Because you can know how to clean it, clean something, but if you don't have anything to clean, then what are you going to do, right? Yeah. So I started Sales Boost to kind of open it up um, that they can come and see how we do it. Kind of come to my location for three days. It's a three-day sales boot camp, if you will, or sales boost camp. And we literally go through the the nuts and bolts. I mean, from me going out and doing quotes and how we quote it and talk about package pricing and quoting everything on the property, not just, you know, oh, you're calling for window cleaning? Great. Let me look it up on Google and give you a quote. No, we want to build a relationship with those customers and build a database. So to years to come, you know what I mean? We get so many repeat customers every week because we're building a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it was so awesome, dude. I went on a quote um, the other day and my new territory manager was just crushing it. Like I was like, he's saying all the buzzwords and like, I'm like, man. And he went to sales boost and he's like, yeah, learn that sales boost. Like he had it all down. It was awesome. Awesome. And it's just good to see that it, it's helping, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm getting so many good responses from contractors writing in all the time that, dude, I'm bidding a $60,000 condo complex because of the sales boost or my wow. average ticket went from $400 to $800, you know, just a couple months later. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool to be able to give back because I was there, man. I was, I didn't have anything. I yeah. had, to, you know, information from people. And there's a lot of people that poured into my life that was like, you need to do this or you need to do that, you know, and no, that thinking's wrong. Here you go, you know? Yeah. And so, well, how often do you do this? Uh, like, do you do, is it just once a year you do the sales boost? Or do you so do it multiple once a times? Year. Yep, once a year. It's in April, typically in April, right before you start your season. So it's mm-hmm. a great time to get motivational, get the system down, and then implement it for that year. And you're going to see growth. Wow. I mean, nice. it, it's 10x from what the, the class costs for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah. How, every, how, how can people get information on both of these things, the gutter butter and, yep. and sales boost plug away, so, my friend. Sweet. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So uh, gutter butter, you could Facebook it, just re, uh, search it gutter butter on Facebook. We got a Facebook page or you could just Google gutter butter. We got four distributors now. Um, so check it out, get five gallons, try it out. You're not going to be, you know, dissatisfied if you will. You're going to love it. It works. I use it. My team uses it every day. Nice. Um, if you want to sign up for classes or know about any classes that I got going on, it's precisionprowash.com. Uh, the right-hand side in the corner, sign up for classes. So precisionprowash.com. Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, Pat, uh, you don't got to be in a rush. Do you have any tips or is there is there any little nugget that you can share with anyone that you want to share with, with the listeners of – you know, some principles to success or a strategy or a tactic, anything like that. If, if not, you can just say, Bob, I don't like these people. I don't want to help them out. We can just log off, whatever. Not no, to put you on the spot. You know, if I would give anybody advice, I would, I would say, you know, don't, you're, don't let your self-limiting beliefs, you know, keep hmm. you from getting out there and getting Goya, go out there, you know, see what people are doing, but, honestly just go out there and make it happen like knock on doors don't give up you know just keep on doing you and it's going to take time it's not going to happen overnight you know you're going to be on that last door or that that last bill or whatever it is whatever that struggle is that you're going through now just know that your why can be accomplished by you getting out there using a little bit of goya love it and happen you know, hmm. and it, it doesn't matter about your background. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Just get out there, make it happen. It's inside of all of us, man. It really is. You know, you just got to do it. I love it. Love it. Do, do the right things, do them every day. You're going to have success. And yeah. that's the thing you know, you, you're hitting those self-limiting beliefs. I'm so with you, Pat. Cause it's like every time I I've wanted to doubt myself or kind of wanted to quit or something, I, I'd always kind of come back to, someone can make someone's doing this other people are doing it so all that means is i've got to do the right things and i just got to do them enough i got to do them every day you know the right things i got to do them every day and um and we'll have success as long as i'm willing to deal with that pain so pat bro this was uh your story was it you you have lit a fire in me and um 
thank you so much for sharing. I'm actually, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to share this <laughs> podcast with people. I can't believe you've not been on one before. Uh, amazing story, inspirational story. And um, I, I just can't thank you enough. I love you, man. You're, you are, uh, uh, you are a good person. And that, that's, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. That's, that's as gooey and, and mushy as I'm going to get. Yeah. You, you're a good person, man. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, and proud to call you my friend. So thank all right. you. likewise, man. And thank you for having me on my first podcast. That was yeah. amazing. What? All right. That's right. And listeners, listen, thank you for listening to this whole thing. This was a great one. Uh, do, do Pat some, show him some love, share this podcast and say, listen to this guy. He's amazing. Uh, I want to add a quick nugget real quick, Bob. Yeah. Look, if you're, if you're in that territory or you're in your area and you said, you, look, I can't do it. The area is saturated. Look, have you bid every hotel in a three hour bubble? Have nope. you bid every apartment complex in a two hour bubble? Doubt it. I doubt do it. it. <laughs> do do it. it. Buy yourself some gutter butter. Go out there and do some demos. Sell some jobs. Make it happen. Put the numbers on the board. But guess what? Track it and make it happen. I'm going to change my sign off. In honor of Pat Clark, thank you for listening to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Get off your ass. Peace Woo! out, guys.